Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America Wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 1235 in Edmonton. We're going to have some fun with Louis DeBrusque in two minutes. Guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roots Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. The 99th Roos Chris in North America was opened up at 9990 Jasper Avenue. Somewhat ironic given the importance of 99 in this uh, city. Roos Chris, tell Rebecca and the staff, orders now sent you. Heartland Ford text line 630-630. Uh, here we go. Best shows of the 1980s. Dukes of Hazard. That text has come in out of Edmonton. Uh, more for Married with Children. I went with Miami Vice. Iceberg out of Short Park says everybody's forgetting the best show ever. Just like Milan Lucic, the $6 million man. I actually thought that was a 70s show, not an 80s show. Uh, Bob Archie Bunker, that was the best. Well, that was an early 70s show. Barney Miller, best theme song, mid-70s show. George about a St. Bernard uh, dog in the Alps. All right, just to establish, that was definitely a 70s show, and I watched it because we had a St. Bernard dog. We had two. We had Aloysius 1 and Aloysius 2, two big St. Bernards. Uh, Had something to do with a Streisand movie back in the late 60s. Knight Rider, best show of the 80s. That comes to us from sunny in Vancouver. We're getting a lot of Knight Riders here. I'm intrigued by how many Night Riders have come in. Bob, how could you miss Cheers? What about Moonlighting and Night Court? That one comes to us from Carter. Tyler the Postman says the Red Green Show. And uh, these are coming in fast and furious. Bob, how are people missing this? Best show of the 80s. Hockey Night in Canada. Especially with who the Edmonton Oilers were in relation to that time. Now, just before I get to uh, Louie, uh, oh, where was it? I got to find the Don's tweet. He uh, he went off, and he's very, uh, very happy, to say the least. Um, very happy that there, there was no suspension on Milan Lucic. Where did it go? All right, here we go. The Don. I want the toughest SOB in the league on my team. Lucic is my guy, says the Don. I just don't want him on the power play. I want the toughest guy on my third line and keep him there. Oh, okay, that's what he's saying. He's saying, I want the toughest SOB in the league on my team. Lucic is my guy. I just don't want him on the first unit power play. I want the toughest guy on my third line and keep him there every game. I don't care if he scores. I want toughness. That one comes to us from Don. Perhaps a bit of a harbinger for Plains to Cup. Full disclosure, we pre-taped this conversation with Louis DeBrusque for better audio quality. Let's get to it right now. 
Well, it's a Thursday, and it's one of the most popular guests that we have on orders now every week. It is Louis DeBrus from NHL Hockey on Rogers and Sportsnet in Florida with me working uh, tonight's uh, broadcast uh, for Sportsnet. Louis, how you doing, big man? Doing pretty good. I'm happy to be in the cold for a little bit. Pretty hot out there, so nice to be back in a chilly rink where we're most comfortable. Being the polar bear, that is. Yeah, you are the polar bear. Uh, what would I be? I, I already told you, you're the silverback. I'm not quite sure how to take that. Uh, by the way, uh, great suggestion last night. Uh, we went to, uh, because you and me both yeah. like Mexican food. So uh, what was the name of the place again? It was Rocco's. And uh, Rocco's Tequila Bar, it was uh, a place we found in the draft in 2015 when we were here for the draft. And uh, we went there as a family. We loved it. Actually, that was a suggestion from Cindy and Jordan, who steered us clear of the Italian establishment we were going to go to. Nothing against Italian. Just that particular place wasn't that great in the draft. We love Italian, but we decided to go Mexican instead, and it was tremendous. It was a great night, and nice to have everybody out there. Yeah, it was a good time. All right, lots going on. Uh, look, the Edmonton Oilers, uh, I broke the uh, season down at least to start into about a 16-game stretch and said gonna be re- the team needs to be 500 at the 16-game mark. Tonight's game number 16, and the Oilers come in with a record of 8-6-1. So they will have achieved that. Uh, so much going on. Back-to-back losses, but let's get to the water cooler topic right from the get-go, Milan Lucic being fined $10,000 for a little bit of roof and s, a little bit of roughing on uh, Matthew Joseph. Um, we all know what happened. We all know there are multiple incidents in the game with Joseph. First shift of the game takes a run at Nugent Hopkins. Second shift of the game sideswipes uh, Connor McDavid, and then obviously the hit from behind on Chris Russell, and then uh, the response from Lucic after he turned down a couple opportunities to dance. Give me your thoughts on what transpired. I understand, and I think it was the perfect time for it, really, when I look at it. It was late in the game. It was a team that was kind of running your show to a certain degree in the game, even though they had their opportunities. Um, And it was a young guy that maybe just didn't really have a respect factor to some of the guys in the league. And for Milan Lucic, I mean, you can't change your stripes. That's what he's known for. He's known to be that rough-and-tumble guy and the guy that sticks up for his teammates. Much more difficult to do it in today's era. There's no question about that. But he took it upon himself to say, you know what, I don't care about the rules right now. I'm going to go over, I'm going to set the tone, I'm going to send a message. And he did. And you know what, I think he did enough to prove a point. Um, He was smart enough not to go overboard and get suspended. Yes, it cost him some money. There's no question about that. But I think it also sends a message around the league. I really do. I think that ripples through the league and it says, you know what, if you're going to push around our guys, I'm still very willing and capable to do something to you. And I will. So knock it off. Um... I didn't mind it at all. You know what? I I think that I've always talked about this with you. I think there needs to be more of that. I think there needs to be more of that animosity on the ice. Listen, they came out with a chip on their shoulder. They did. They They came out. They they targeted some of the order's best players. They absolutely did. And you know what? They should, just like Edmonton should. We've talked about this for years, Bob. If the other team is going to target your best players, listen, how many guys got into the grill of Steven Stamkos? How many guys gave Nikita Kucherov a shot the other night? that ran up, ran up the score on you guys because they're very talented. If you want to slow down talented players, make it a difficult physical night for them. You don't have to be dirty. You don't have to be cheap, but be physical. And you know what? Don't be afraid to talk them off their game a little bit. Steven Stamkos, the one time, did get into a little, little pushing, shoving match with Nuge in front of the bench. And you know what? He started chirping the bench a little bit. That, that should have been an open invitation to, to you know, 
welcome him in a little bit more and have a little bit more of that conversation. Instead of trying to score goals, get him off of his game a little bit. Um, I'm not really big on the cheap, dirty stuff, but I am very big on accountability. If you're going to run around, if you're going to hit guys, eventually you're going to have to answer the bell. I'm sorry, you just are. And I don't care what walk of life you're in, if that's the type of person you are, you are eventually going to run into a situation where somebody's not just going to let you do it. And that's what happened to young, you know, Matthew Joseph and credit him. He's, he had a good game. He was running around, he was physical, but he got put into his place and now the question is does he get up and do it again? Because that's what he's going to have to do after a big guy like Lucic threw him around a little bit. I think he will because he's a good young player but that's kind of what it is it's checks and balances and you know one of the one of the checks got balanced for sure in that game so a guy that used to run around when you played uh but did back it up and he's smaller than matthew joseph but he exploded through guys when he hit him dallas drake yeah one of my favorite teammates you know what he was i'm telling you sopping wet i think he was 175 pounds maybe 180 um you know, but so impressive the way he could build up that speed, and he was so excellent at his timing to hit guys. And listen, this is a different era, so the hits were a little different, and headshots were kind of the norm. I mean, if you had your head down, that was just an open invitation to take your head off. So a totally different era, and I don't, you know, I'm glad it's over with, but at the time, he was one of the most dangerous hitters because he was so fast, because he was such a quick skater, he would get to you and close that distance before you even knew he was there. And the other thing was, he's almost he was a little unassuming, too, so guys Guys didn't really think that he was going to hit you as hard as he did, but when he hit you, he put all 180 pounds into you at a real top speed. I saw him clobber a few big, big guys that just didn't expect him to hit as hard as he did, and got to see him win a Stanley Cup in Detroit late in his career. So I was really happy for him. But one of those guys, and he backed it up oh, too. Yeah. Oh yeah, he, he was he, he was way out of the fearless. He was a fearless player. He was one of those guys that played through broken bones, no teeth, cuts, noses, you name it. Um, great teammate to have. One of them, one of my favorite all time teammates because of that 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 position that he was in. He he would do anything for the team, anything for a teammate. Louis, uh, as you know, I put a tweet out during the course of the game, and about 85% of my followers were very 85 to 90% were very supportive of the position I had, which was, hey, they had Petcat and Joseph running around against the Oilers on the second of a back-to-back, and Lucic did what he had to do. 5-2 game, right? And then there was the 10 to 15% that either don't like Lucic, don't like the Oilers, or I think don't understand the nuances in the game. No, or don't like losing. I think if it was a 5-2 game for Edmonton and he did the same thing, you'd probably have another 10% that would have been on the other side of it. Um, people get disappointed. They're passionate about the game and they don't like the fact that Edmonton was losing the game, and I understand that completely. But at the same time... There has to be there has to be a message sent. Listen, two years ago when the team, <clears throat> excuse me, made the, the Stanley Cup playoffs, the accountability from the uh, of the opposition was there. Um, Zach Cassian, Patrick Maroon, Milan Lucic, Darnell Nurse. Darnell Nurse. I mean, it was it was a team oriented accountability. If you're going to mess with us, we're going to make it a tough night for you, and we are totally capable of doing that. They lost some of that last year. People can say the game changed. But you make the game the way you they want to make it. a lot of penalties sure. early last year. But listen, you make the game the way you want to make it. Listen, we had a really good conversation with Milan Lucic the other day. And one of the things that he said that he's trying to do more this year is he actually is trying to engage in the conversation more. It's not always about the physical element. of it. It's about trying to get someone mentally off their game, too. 
people don't realize how important that is in a game. It's amazing. Even in today's game, you still can. you can, say that stuff yeah. today? Like, you still can. Guys used to say, the guys used to say awful stuff when you You played. still can. I mean, you obviously have Man, to. I miss those you, days. You obviously have to draw lines and be a, a little more politically correct. But listen, it's not even that. It's just, it's getting into someone's mind. It's letting them know that you're not going to take the night off. I'm going to be on you all night long. It, it, you know, you don't have to say anything. Some of the most annoying guys in the league don't say a thing. They just look at you. They just stand in front of you. They get in your way. They stand over your goalie. And they just... Anybody that you, out of you anybody you played against that was a master? Oh, those? man. You know what? Max Lapierre was pretty good. Remember Max? I mean, yeah. he was he was, he was was a guy that, you know, didn't really talk too much, but he the way he played, he just made you want to, like, punch him. <laughs> That's what he did. But, but you know what? Listen, here's the thing. That's how you draw more penalties. Matthew Kachuk right now in Calgary is doing it. Why? Because of where he is. Where he is. He's around the blue paint. He has the puck. He's, he's making it difficult for the opposition. Drake Kajula, you know, for a few games that he's played, he's done it, and he maybe doesn't even realize it, how impactful that can be. It really can be. If you go to the dirty areas and you go to areas that they don't want you in yeah. and stay there, don't let them push you out of it. I think as a team, they can get a lot tougher in that regard and a lot harder to play against. And that's that what regard. they need to do against Tampa the next time they play. They, they need yeah. to send that message back, don't they? Absolutely. Here's the thing. Um... We, call, we used to call it the tough areas in front of the net because if you would go to the front of the net, you'd get cross-checked, you'd get whacked, you'd get hacked, you'd get punched in the back of the head, and they would let a lot go. And you were going to take some abuse in there, and you were going to be bruised up after the game. It's not so much anymore, but it's, they're starting to let the battles in front of the net go pretty good. So for me, that's just get in there. Make sure that you're in those areas and you're making it tough on the opposition to play their positions. No team likes guys standing in front of their goaltender. The Edmonton Oilers don't have enough of a net front presence, in my opinion. I think that's one small change they can make. They can commit to that. And it always gives you the option to throw the puck to that net because somebody is there. It's simple. It sounds simple. But you know what? You have to commit to it. You have to be willing to go there, pay the price. You might take a shot off the foot. You might take a shot off the shoulder. And you also might take a shot that goes off you into the net and get a greasy goal. We haven't seen enough greasy goals this year from Edmonton. Hey, the game tire against Winnipeg. Yessa Pugliarvi's lone goal of the year, right in the paint. We're joined by Louis DeBrusque. All right, Louis, we've discussed the water cooler topic now. Let's get on to the Edmonton Oilers having an opportunity to close out a road trip at 500 against Florida. And they haven't won here, Louis, since you were playing. Or haven't lost here. I've not lost here since you were playing. Well, I'll tell you, and this team hasn't won at home yet. So uh, this is this is an opportunity for Edmonton. You talked about being 500 after the first 16. They can be a couple of games up over 500 with a win here tonight in Florida. And, and I look at this game after the, the schedule they've had, and, and the one thing I'm, I'm concerned about a little, bit, a little bit is they don't come in here and think this is going to be a different game. This is going to be an easier game because this Florida Panther team can skate, they can play, they have some real tremendous players over there, and they can play a physical game as well. So they're going to have to be ready to finish off this road trip um, with a real hard-fought game. 
And uh, but this is a must-win game. This is kind of a game I look at on the schedule. And say, yeah, you you have to come in here and make sure that they know you're the better team, you're the more willing team, and you're the team that wants to come in here and take the two points out of here. And if they can if they can do that right from the get-go, I think they're going to be okay. But uh, this is one of those those games that's you know catch-22 because you think that you know what with the skill we have, we should be able to come in here with a team that you know just got back from Finland. They haven't played since last Friday. They've had days off, jet lag, all the excuses in the world. Don't even let them creep into it. Go out there and let your game be the excuse that they lost because you were too good. So this is almost the antithesis of the game against Tampa because you get a Washington-Tampa back-to-back and you're going from six games in 10 days to seven games in 11 days. So i got to ask you this when you played, and you traveled commercially at that time, but were there times where you're sitting there looking at that schedule going, holy crap, this is going to be a tough game. Well, you see, I judge my toughness of games a little different than most people. Based <laughs> Based on, I'm going to have to play it again. <laughs> it certainly wasn't about goal scoring or goaltenders. It was about what heavyweight over there is dragging his knuckles on the ground waiting to get me that night. That was kind of the way I judge games. But, yeah, so, listen, there were certain buildings that were difficult to play in, and that's kind of how I judge the games. Were, you know, the building you were going into, yes, how good was the team, but how tough was the team, how physical was the team, how fast was the team. Um, nowadays it's a little bit different, and it's, it's it's based more on the team play. They went into two really tough buildings, Washington and Tampa Bay, two of the best teams in the National Hockey League, two teams that I think are going to have to fight in the Eastern Conference to try and get out of it to win the Stanley Cup because they're that good. And you know what? They went in there and, and they saw what good teams can do when they get the lead on you. They can shut you down and they can play free. And when you're chasing against very good teams, it's almost impossible to win. They're playing a team tonight that struggle a little bit out of the gates. They're trying to find their game. Don't let them find it tonight against you. Look at this game the same way you looked at Tampa Bay, the same way you looked at Washington, and say, you know, we have to come in here and be ready. Do not allow these guys to get to lead because they've been chasing the game a little bit too much. All right. Uh, Louis DeBrus joining us from NHL Hockey and Rogers Sportsnet. He's working tonight's TV broadcast. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. Louis, you're an expert on a lot of things. We're going to leave it on goaltending. <laughs> Just like I know it didn't go great for Koskinen, yeah. but he didn't cost them the game in Tampa Bay the other night. He's had four starts. The Edmonton Oilers are coming into this game with a record of 8-6-1. He's a major part of it. He's got three victories. Uh, Hey, it's not like he's wrestled the job away from Talbot, but he certainly has to have given the coaches, uh, you know, some confidence. I mean, our assumption is, as the Oilers hit the ice, is that Talbot's going to get the start today. Uh, And if he doesn't, we'll just edit this part right out of the interview. That's how it works. But (laughs) but Talbot, I believe, is going to start, and he should start. But you know what? What a great start for Miko Koskinen. He came in here, and this is what they were looking for. They were looking for a guy to step in and get them some wins straight. Straight up, simple as that. That's why they're paying him what they're paying him and why they went out across the world to get him and bring him over here to be that guy. He got lit up by some of the best shooters in the National Hockey League the other day. But here's the thing. He, he didn't get lit up. He got exposed because they gave him really high-quality shots. Yeah. Steven Stamkos from the hash marks with time, he's going to score 80% of the time on that shot. He put it under the bar. Plus, Koskinen's probably never faced one of his shots before. Kucherov, there's another guy that scored 40 goals in this league, and you let him stand in the hash marks with the puck, he's going to score on you. I'm sorry. It's just going to happen. So the stars of the team came through. They had their night. 
I thought he played pretty well. I thought, actually, through parts of that game, he kept them in and allowed them to still be chipping away, and the game was relatively close until it got away in the third period. Listen, he's done what they've expected him to do. I think the team needed to be a little bit better in front of him the other night. They kind of let their checks go. They puck-watched a little bit, and they did the same thing against the Washington Capitals. Don't do that tonight. Start getting back to your structure. Get back to the patient game they were playing before. Play hard in front of Cam Talbot, who's looking for a win in his first couple. He's lost the last couple starts that he's had. And uh, pull out a win here and have a nice five-hour flight home with smiles on your face instead of wondering what's going on. Let's hope it's just five. Louis, as always, thank you for your time. Sounds good, man. Yeah, if they get the uh, wrong, uh, the win the wrong way coming back here tonight, it, it's a five and a half hour to six hour flight, which is uh, difficult to say the least. That's Louis DeBrus. Lots of texts coming in right now. Uh, here we go. Uh, Brad and Grand Prairie says, Bob, I actually noticed at one point Zach Cassian chirping and Steve Stamkos from the bench. Uh, this text comes in out of Grand Prairie saying, for gosh sakes, make Louis DeBrusque an assistant coach. Um, Address this question for me. Another texter says, does Zach Cassian run around? Not always. I would say my response to that would be not always. Um, hey, Bob, was it not Dallas Drake that caught Joe Murphy with his head down coming from behind our net and demolished him with the check-in on the boards? And that's how he got one of the uh, first uh, severe concussions that altered the course of his life. That comes to us from Cal. I think it was Dallas Drake. Uh, he also blew up Boy Devereaux one time. Ugly. And I mean ugly. Uh, you can text us at 6.30, 6.30, tweet us. Uh, another text, Bob, you missed the best show of the 1980s, Elf. See, I just don't think Elf was one of the best shows of the 1980s. It's just me. I don't think Elf was a great show from the 80s. From Fort McMurray, Bob, I totally agree with what Ludabrusque was saying in terms of a net front presence. Ryan Smith lived in front of Lynette, and that's where he got most of his goals. Um, one comes to us from Cal. All right, it's 12.55 at Edmonton. You can book now with New West Travel. Join Oilers now for two great road trips to Nashville and Vegas to see the Oilers play two of the most exciting arenas in the NHL. These Oilers now packages include airfare, accommodation, great game tickets, a private suite in Vegas, all your transportation, a welcome reception with yours truly, and special guests, plus parking at Value Park at the Edmonton International Airport. Limited space to get on these road trips. To see the orders in Nashville and Vegas, visit newestravel.com or call 780-432-7446. Our number two coming up, Brian Burke, courtesy of our friends. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service. Off to a global news weather traffic update, Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.